Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. All right, hey everyone, real quick before this second pod starts, I uploaded earlier in case you missed it, the Eastern Conference over and unders with Noah Loffman. And so Noah Loffman is back to do Western Conference over and unders. That's what this podcast is. So uh, check out check out the Eastern Conference if you haven't. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Enjoy the podcast. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Chris Platty Presents Hip Hop and Basketball. Here with me is Noah Loffman for the second part of the podcast where we do Western Conference over-unders. Now, Noah, let's just jump straight into it. So let's start with let's start with the Southwest Division. We're just going to go division by division and pick the uh, over-unders for each team. All right. So, for, so first, let's start with the New Orleans Pelicans, who had kind of been, uh, well, not kind of, a very injury-riddled season last year, uh, arguably only topped by the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, so anyways, this New Orleans Pelicans team, how are you feeling about their over-under, which is 37 and a half? Or 37, sorry, it's flat, which is weird. Usually they're, they're yeah, a half. it is. But it's 37, and there's a few other Western Conference teams that are I believe uh, just a flat number, so be ready for that. Uh, how I am feeling about the Pelicans? Hate to say it because it sounds like a cop-out answer, but it just completely depends on the uh, the health of Anthony Davis and the rest of this team. It just completely depends on health. Like I, I think at full strength that this team is a fringe, borderline playoff team. Full strength, full Anthony Davis healthy, fringe playoff team. I'm not saying playoff team. I'm saying like like battling out with another team and then eventually losing that battle and sitting there at 40 and 42. But that being said, I learned from my history. I'm not making the same mistake again as I did last year when I picked this team to make the playoffs. They're going to be bombarded with injuries. They just are. (laughs) You're superstitious about the Pistons and their nose injuries. These guys actually have long-term injuries. And Anthony Davis has had a long, long list of injuries. He's actually suffering one right now as we are talking I'm going to say under. I'm with you. 
and for everything you just stated. So I don't think I have to go too much farther than that. But yeah, Anthony Davis is already injured, and the season has not even started. Uh, he just you can count on him. It's weird because none of them are really reoccurring. They're all just different things. But you can count on him to miss ten to twenty games every year at least. Uh, so with Anthony Davis's injury, I mean, what is this team without Anthony Davis? Right? It's it's awful. It's garbage. Drew Holiday is gone for however long. Uh, he's gone. Well, his uh, well, he's on leave with his to take care of his wife. Um, so my sleeper, I, I my just, sleeper rookie of the year pick is on that team. That's all they have. Really, you're that high on Buddy Heald? I'm not even. I was gonna say that I'm not even high on Buddy Heald oh, okay. as of. Well, I mean, as of look, I'm not sure Buddy's the guy who can get you wins, but I think Buddy's the guy who's gonna fool a lot of people with some really great numbers because, as you mentioned, there's not really uh, you know many other scorers on this team. I think he's gonna score yeah. a lot of points, and very similar to Andrew Wiggins' rookie of the year stint, a lot of guys who vote on this thing really only care about numbers for the mvp race you got to be a winning team but rookie of the year we'll give it to a guy on philly or minnesota if it means they're putting up 20 points a game yeah exactly i i think a la devin booker last year in phoenix uh, everybody loved everybody loved booker um with this pelicans team though i will say i do respect the hell out of alvin gentry i think he's a great offensive mind and i think that I think that him alone, he could find a way to tap into a lot of these young guys' potential. And I think that, I think you just need to, I think New Orleans just needs to continue to look and figure out how to build around Anthony Davis. I think that out for the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's go to the next team. Now the next team is the. Uh, is the Dallas Mavericks. Now, this was a really good division last year. This had four playoff teams in it. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks are very, very tricky to me because they're at 38-and-a-half, but they lost um, they lost some key pieces, but they got they lost Chandler Parsons, but they got Harrison Barnes. Uh, they lost Zaza Pachulia as well, um, but they got Andrew Bogut. So... Over overall, the only thing on paper, you look at this roster, you don't think 38 wins, right? Like to me, I don't think anywhere close to 38 wins. But Rick Carlisle is just so damn good. And you want to talk about if there is ever the case that uh, coaches don't matter, case in point right here is Dallas Mavericks. He just always seems to sap out 40 wins from this team, 40 to 43 wins. So I don't, I don't know where I'm, I'm going. Honestly, I. I put the under, but I have no confidence in it whatsoever. I'm going to say over. It doesn't mean playoffs, though. Like, I think they get they're what I thought, you know, what I said about the Pelicans, if they're healthy. Very fringe borderline team. And there are other teams that are going to have this very close to the same amount of win total as them that we'll get to in a second that I'm much higher on. But as you said it, Carlisle and Dirk, they can win in the regular season. I think they're good for 39-40 wins. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh so with with the Mavericks, uh we'll transition to their other rival, the uh Memphis Grizzlies. Now, Memphis is a very interesting team because they basically walked on they had walk-ons at the end of the year really essentially without in the with playoffs. how injury riddled in the playoffs with how riddled injury riddled they were um but 
I mean, and they just got brutally bashed in the first round. I felt. I mean, that was just that was that was nothing fun to watch for an NBA fan. But they got Chandler Parsons, which was a really really nice pickup for them. In theory, when Chandler Parsons is healthy, that's a that's a awesome starting five. That's a really good starting five. So at forty two and a half, Noah, they're kind of interesting to go over or under. Where are you feeling on them? I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna go under. I think this is finally the year where it just completely breaks down. I think they're very thin. I think Conley's terrific. Gasol's terrific, but they're very injury prone. They're getting older, and if those two go down, you saw it last year, it is a mess. And I'm looking at the Western Conference playoff picture from last year. There are two teams that didn't make the playoffs last year that I believe will make the playoffs this year. And I'm not going to name them yet. Well, I'll wait for the over-under spiel. But I believe those two teams are better than Memphis and Dallas. And that being said, for all those reasons I just stated, with a new head coach, too, and David Fisdale, and you know, possibly a tough adjustment there, I'm betting the under. I'm with you, 100%. Uh, and look, it's the same thing I said with the Pistons in the Eastern Conference podcast, right? The, it's just... You know, sometimes you don't. You always like to say, "Oh, without injuries, this is what the season's going to be." But in reality, you have to look at injuries. Injuries happen, and you look at these. Not not that these are, are players are like the Pistons because the Pistons aren't injury don't have injury prone players. But this team actually does. Mike Conley, I I wouldn't call him injury prone. I think that's a bit overrated. But he has had injuries. Uh, you can just at least 100%. preface it that way. Uh, Zach Randolph, again, same thing. I think because of his age, I think you can say he's he's potential for injury prone. Marcus Gasol has established himself as injury prone at this point in his career. And when you're 30, how old is he? 30. I don't. I don't even want to put I a like number. 32. On. I. I was okay. 32. 32. Uh, so if you're roughly around 32 and you're a seven footer and you broke your foot. That is never a good 35, thing. my bad. Randolph is 35. Randolph, oh, I was talking about Gasol. Oh, sorry. Randolph's 35. I'll get you Gasol in a second. But, uh, yeah, so my, my whole point is that 31. 30, in your 30s, in your 30s as a 7-footer, okay, 31. So in your 30s as a 7-footer with a broken foot, a bad foot, ah, that's, just, that's just not good. Not that's good. just – not good at all. So I'm I'm out on Memphis, and we we talked about we didn't really talk about it, but um, we kind of we kind of mentioned how good their starting five is. We didn't we didn't even mention how bad this bench is. Yeah, they're and super thin. The the bench is super thin, and you have you have potentially three players: Chandler Parsons, who last year, uh, a couple months from now. I mean, not even 10 months ago said, I have no lift in my knees. And you, you signed him to a massive deal. You got Zach Randolph, again, 35 or 36, you said? 35. 35. Marcus Gasol, 31 with a bad foot as a seven-footer. Mike Conley, uh, shaky with injury history. So, I mean, how can this go? And Tony Allen's old, too. So I mean, how can you how can you seriously look at this team and say, oh yeah, without injuries, this is that? But but you have to factor in injuries with this team, right? Like you just have to. Yeah, 
And that's why I'm betting the under. I mean, there's really not much else to say. I think this Western Conference is fantastic. I think some teams that were in the playoffs last year will be better than they were last year. I think teams that weren't in the playoffs last year will be in the playoffs this year. I think, finally, people are really desperate for some change-up in the landscape of the Western Conference playoff picture. I'm sniffing and smelling the fact that this is going to be the year. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, so let's transition now to the Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets, James Harden, they're probably the most interesting team to bet on in this division because they hired Mike D'Antoni, a great, great offensive mind, and they moved Harden to the point guard. That's, I think you could say, their biggest acquisition uh, besides the fact that they lost Dwight Howard and they're replacing with Clint Capella. And they also added Ryan Anderson and Eric Gordon to when healthy, talented players. Uh, but it doesn't seem like they give a lick about defense. Now, at I believe it's just 44. Yeah, yeah, it's 44 on the dot. Are you taking the over or under on Houston? Look, we did the Eastern Conference podcast moments ago. I've already started, you know, did a few picks in the West, and I've said there are some picks that I'm super iffy on and others that I'm super confident on. And this might shock you. I'm really confident in my decision with the Houston Rockets, and my decision is betting the over. I think this is a 50-win team. Yes, their lack of defense scares me, but I also feel like it's an exaggerated concept. I've n- I never thought Harden is as bad as a defender as people make him out to be. I don't think this Houston team is as bad at defense as people think they will be. And on an offensive level, they are on a different planet than every other team in the NBA except Golden State. You'll see by the end of the season, field goal percentage, three-point percentage, points per game, off pace, offensive efficiency. You'll see Golden State 1, Houston 2, and then a major drop-off to the rest of the teams. This team is going to be unguardable with James Harden running the point guard position. You've already seen it in the preseason. They look terrific. They look unstoppable. And I know it's a preseason, but it still means something. They're averaging 125 points a game in the preseason. That's 14 more than the Warriors, who are averaging 111, and they're second most in the league. I am super high on them. This is a league where, yes, defense matters, but not as much as offense. It's not a 50-50 league. It's a 60-40, 70-30 league. They have one of the best offensive coaches in the league. James Harden can finally run the point, be the guy, be the master. Doesn't have to deal with Dwight Howard yapping and causing locker room cancer. It's a young team. The team is going to listen to Harden and the coach. I'm high on them. I'm betting the over. As hot as your take is, I match it 100%. Yes. I am I am super high on Houston. And look, the only thing, I agree with everything you said. I like everything you said, so I don't need to repeat it. But the one thing that you didn't bring up that I think is a very fair point is, in you kind of hinted at it with the offense-defense split, but it's even greater in the regular season. Because if this team... This Rockets team is just going to come out and blitz teams offensively. They're just going to just rush and attack teams, and teams are just going to go, F this. I'm, I'm not dealing yeah, with this tonight. The game, a lot of these games with Houston will probably be over at the start of the fourth quarter. Yeah, if not, if not sooner. I mean, they're going to come out. There's going to be nights when they're going to come out in the first quarter, and they're just going to blitz you, and you're going to be like, all right, it's not my night. It's whatever. Let James Harden do his thing. And I'm really, and overall, I'm just really, really high. I like, I like 
the whole fact that Harden is now the clear guy. Um, the the talent overall is I I would say it fits better. Uh, even though you can argue that the talent last year that they had was better overall, I believe that the fit is better this year. And uh, Mike D'Antoni is just he's uh, he's an offensive mastermind. There's no way that he that he can't squeak out at least 45 wins from this team. So I think I'm taking the over. I'm going with I'm going with 50 wins for this team, 100. percent All right, so let's transition now to San Antonio. They are. They are the next team on the list, and they are at 56.5. This is very tricky. So, um, Noah, you going with the over-under for it. I'm going with the over. I don't think this is even one you got to sweat. They won 67 last year. I don't think they'll win 67 this year, but that roster is just as good as their roster, if not better, than last year's team. Look at what the major switch-ups were. Tim Duncan, now you have Paul Gasol. Is Boban Marjanovic a huge loss? I'm not so certain it is. Um, it's the San Antonio Spurs. They know how to win. They're going to try and... They always try in the regular season. Do they rest? But they still can win with their reserves. That's what they do. I'm betting the over. I think this team has 60 wins written all over them. I'm going with a slight under. Wow. Um, I, I just think... And that's not in terms of anything you uh, not that anything you said was wrong, just that I I just I don't know. I just have a it's it's kind of one of those feeling ones when you look at when you look at this team and you just look at Pau Gasol, Kawhi Leonard, or Mark Aldridge, like yeah, that'll get and pop, that'll get you at least fifty two wins. So I'm taking the slight under, I'm going like fifty five, fifty six range for them. Okay. I mean, so I mean, that's that's just kind of my thing. All right, so let's go to let's go to the Northwest now. So Northwest is the most interesting division, I think, uh, in terms of over unders and just in terms of overall talent too to watch. Uh, we'll start with Denver, who got who got uh, fifth last year. So the Denver Nuggets now, their over under is thirty seven flat. Now, Noah, are you going over or under? Man, this is tough. They won 33 games last year. I think they're definitely improved from last year. I'm going to bet the over. I am buying in on the foreign, super non-American Denver Nuggets. I'm doing it. I'm with you. I'm buying in. I don't know if they're a playoff team. Actually, I'm positive they're not a playoff team. But they're going to be a contender. And I think just the, the fact alone that they won 33 games last year with a roster that most people had no idea even existed tells you enough like they are better yeah. they're another year removed from last season Michael Malone's a good coach I think Emmanuel Moutier is a very good point guard I think their front court with Nurkic and Jokic will be very very interesting and productive and Danny Gallinari, I've always viewed as pretty underrated I think they're a 40 win team am I crazy no I was gonna say I have them in the 38 to 40 range I really do I think I think everything you said is 100% right. Once again, we agree. Uh, I just I like Denver, man. I like I like what they have. I like the pieces they have, and I think they'll just be a team that's competitive every game. And when you're competitive every game, that gives you a shot to win more than maybe you're supposed to. Because, mm-hmm. like we said, some nights there's off nights for teams, and you know that's just how the NBA goes. A lot of games are toss ups. So. Next, let's get to let's get to the Jazz. Now, the Jazz are team yeah. that everybody loves, everyone, including Vegas. Uh, no, do you have offhand the record last year? Because I do not. 
yes, the Utah Jazz went 40 and four, uh, 40 and 42 last year and missed the playoffs by a game. If you remember Houston yep. won and then they had the whole Kobe Bryant game and that all happened. So they were very, very close to getting in at a 41 and 41 record, but kind of surrendered and gave that last final game to Kobe. Yep. Okay. Now they are at 49. And is it crazy them taking the over? Because that's a major I know, leap. I know. It's a huge leap. And I'm going to say you're a little bit crazy. I'm I'm betting the under, but I'm still saying playoffs. Like I said, that there will be two teams that didn't make the playoffs last year in the West that will make it this year. The Jazz are undoubtedly one of them. I know you're going to give the same argument that Zach Harper probably will, uh, that Zach Harper probably gave, which is show me the weakness. And the weakness, in my opinion, is just, <laughs> well, one, I think Gordon Hayward's health. That's, I mean, a little bit iffy right there. And I, 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 I'm not so high on their lack of superstars. They have so many good pieces, but Gordon Hayward's clear cut, your best player, your go-to guy. I mean, that's not something to cry about, but that's also not, you know, yelling elite team. That's not yelling 55 wins at me. I'm going to say slight under, I think it's a safe pick considering they were only 500 last year and just making the playoffs, which would be just a huge moment for this franchise. I'm going to say they win about 45, 46 games, get the 7 or 6 seed in the West, but I don't see them getting 49 or 50. Okay, I, I see them absolutely getting 50. Uh, again, show me the weakness, as Zach Harper so eloquently stated. I'm with that 100%. I love this Utah team. What can't they do? I'm very high on this team. Uh, let's let's transition to Minnesota. Well, I'm Another not sure team. they can score. They couldn't score last year. They averaged 97 points a game, and everyone else in the conference averaged about over 100. But who's going to score on them? I think that's their defense point. is next level. Their their defense is next level. Uh, let's get to Minnesota then. Minnesota seems to be a team that everybody's like Tom Thibodeau, Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins playoffs, right? <laughs> I'm not it. I'm not with it. Okay. I'm not with uh I'm not with Minnesota getting the Tim uh getting into the playoffs. I almost said Minnesota getting the Timberwolves. Um let's let's look up their number. So their number is currently 40.5. I'm taking the over at a cop out 41. I think that's their absolute ceiling is 4142. Uh but I don't see that happening. I see I, I see them getting I see them getting the 40 41 range 40 41 range so I I could go either over or under honestly with this team I'm betting the over and I teased it earlier I said there's a team there's the Jazz and one other team that wasn't in the playoffs last year that will be in it this year it's the Minnesota Timberwolves Tom Thibodeau was a home run hire in Chicago this man led his team to the playoffs every single year. He was the coach. And, like, let me just name some of the rosters he he led to the playoffs that didn't have Derrick Rose. He was starting Nate Robinson and won playoff games. He had Taj Gibson starting. He had Marco Bellinelli and Keith Bogan starting. This guy knows how to maximize the pieces that he's given. This Minnesota roster is super, super young. I get it. But they're super, super talented, especially my man, Big Cat, Carl Anthony Towns. If you're a fantasy player out there, snag him in a top five pick. I think he's a top five fantasy pick, no doubt. He does it all, man. I'm a big Cat fan, Cat fan for life. was a Cat fan when he was at Kentucky. 
I think the Minnesota Timberwolves, they're not going to shock the world because everyone is seeing this one coming. They're a 43-44 win team. Wow. Uh, I, I don't know why, but I just feel there's a big difference between our opinions, even though there's really not in terms of uh, in terms of numbers. But, yeah, I, I just I don't know. I see them as a fringe playoff team, like you said. Uh, maybe if things break right, if there's a devastating injury or two to another team, then I absolutely I just, will dude, uh, throw them in. Tom Thibodeau, man. Like, the dude is probably I love Thibodeau. the best coach I love in the Thib- league. If not, I mean, like, other than Pop. He has led some of the worst rosters imaginable to the playoffs. He was winning playoff games with Nate Robinson. I, I just now look at what he has to work with. I don't see how this guy doesn't get him 44 wins. Very fair point. Um, okay, let's move on to Portland. Now, Portland, I take that deep sigh because Portland is a team that's very, very pro- perplexing to me like it's very there's nothing easy about portland uh 45 and a half i'm taking the under noah go ahead yes i I agree doesn't mean i'm not high on them in terms of getting to the playoffs i think they stay in the playoffs i just don't think they get 45 wins because point don point blank they have damian lillard they have nicholas batum and then what they don't have Nicholas. I mean, I don't even Collins. know why I said that. I'm sorry. It's yeah. been a long day. I, I know podcasts. who you meant. Two yeah. podcasts. Whatever. They don't have a fantastic roster. Yeah. They don't have they, they're just kind of that team that's like that has its star, and then you just got to see how great the sum of all the parts are, right? Like that's what this team is. I, I, yeah. Uh, sorry, CJ McCallum and Nicholas Batum are suddenly the same person. <laughs> Yeah. Um so anyways, let's let's go let's go on to let's go on to the Thunder then. Uh the Thunder lost Kevin Durant. We don't need to get into that breaking news. He left the he left the Thunder, went to the Warriors. Uh their over under is I think very polarizing because it depends on how you view that whole Russell Westbrook spurt when Durant was injured, right? Mm-hmm. Like to me 43 and a half. I'm taking the I'm taking the over but not confidently. Where, where are you at? I'm taking the over. I'm a little bit more confident. I think this team gets to 48 wins. I think this wow. roster is better than that roster Russell Westbrook dealt with two years ago when Kevin Durant was I out. I agree. I think Russell Westbrook's a better player now than he was two years ago when uh, Kevin Durant was out. And I think this team has so much to prove. Like, you want to talk about chip on their shoulder. Uh, they just want – they're going to try and shove it down Kevin Durant's throat so much. They're already – printing out shirts that they're giving out at the stadium that have the Russell Westbrook glasses and it says loyalty. Westbrook wants to show Durant that he can win without him. And this team is going to be one of those teams. There's always a few teams, and I think you can count the Timberwolves with Thibodeau as one of them. The Pistons I like to count as one of them usually. And your Atlanta Hawks even that just every single night give it their all. And I think this OKC team is going to be one of those teams because they have a lot to prove and they know it. Uh, I'm going. The reason I went with the with the slight um, the slight over was just I agree with you that the the roster is better than the last uh, whole Westbrook mode that he went. Um, I like Victor Oladipo with this team. I like I like um, old an older Ernest Cantor or Ernest Cantor and Stephen Adams. Um, but yeah, 48 wins, dude. I don't know about that. It just seems like it seems like a star and a bunch of role players. It seems like 
like to me, what's the difference between their team and Portland? You know what I'm saying? Like, like CJ McCollum is better than Victor Oladipo. I think like I think Russell Westbrook's uh, a lot know. better than Damian Lillard, though. Like, Fair. I, I get what you're saying, Fair. and that's why but, that's why. But I mean, that's still a huge many, difference. Look at how many wins Portland had last year. Like they, I think uh, OKC is totally capable of 47, 48 wins. I I just I don't seven forty eight honestly I I think that absolute best case scenario that could get forty five like I really think they're not their their line is very tricky because it's very tempting on both sides to go over and under mm-hmm. um to, to me so let's move to the last division the Pacific division and Lakers now the Lakers have the same odds as Philly twenty four and a half or the same over under so Noah. How are you feeling about the Lakers, over or under? Hmm. Hmm. Tough, because, like, I see 24 and a half, and I say, that's exactly where it should be. I think this team is going to win somewhere between 23 and 25 games, and for me, it, it, it's a coin flip, and I'm going to flip the coin in the, in the direction of I really like their roster and the coaching hire. I'm going to bet the over. I think they win 25 games. Um... Look, this roster is not the Brooklyn Nets. It's not even Philly. I think D'Angelo Russell, Julius Randle, Brandon Ingram, and now Luol Deng, a nice veteran defender who's going to help lead the team there. That, that Those are very solid pieces. Very solid pieces. And Luke Walton, I think, is a great head coach, as we saw what he did in Golden State. I don't think it's a stretch to say this team wins 25 games. So I'm going to bet the over. I'm with you. I'm with you. I also will uh, bet the over at, and I think 25 is like, if I had to pick any number for this team, pick 25 in a heartbeat. Uh, for everything you just stated, uh, just the the youth will develop. Uh, Luke Walton's a good coach. I like Luke Walton. Um, overall, I'm just I'm just very, I wouldn't say high on the Lakers, but because I'm not high on how they fit long term. But as far as right now, I think. 25 wins they can get that job done mm-hmm. all right um all right let's go to phoenix now phoenix is their line shocked me honestly at at what it's at it is at 30 it is at 30 flat i'm going under and i feel great about that. yeah me you- too i did, that one just blew by me because that's how much i don't care enough about phoenix because they suck i can't believe they're at 30 that's ridiculous I, I I honestly forgot about them during my whole spiel about how there's always two teams and they're in the teens every year, but I still think they're a little bit better than Brooklyn and, and Philly. They're going to win like 20 to 24 games. Like Devin Booker's terrific, but this team is terrible. Like it, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Booker wasn't efficient. Like everybody loves his numbers, but they weren't, weren't efficient. And, um, as far as I'm with you, the whole two theory, uh, two teams under twenty theory, I'm with that, and I think that this is a team that could be. So I'm obviously going the under, but I'm gonna say twenty two to twenty five. But I can see a situation where they win eighteen games or nineteen like, games. Brandon, uh, Knight I mean, because look on this team, <laughs> Brandon Knight's on this team. I can't diss him too much because I picked him up for, for fantasy. Uh, get Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe is in the injury waiting to happen, uh, 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 if that's fair or not. Uh, Tyson, big Tyson money Chandler. Chandler. Yep, it's just so just 
just basically a cap log at this point. Uh, Jared Dudley was a nice pick, though. I like that. And Barbosa get some veterans in the in the culture. Look, this year they should just play all their young guys and just let's see what they can do, right? Like, I don't think you need to go for 30 wins or anything. Why not just tank, play your young guys, which will inevitably tank your, tank you in the standings and give you a better pick for this year, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm with it. I think I think the under is safe for Phoenix. And plus, I'm not sold on Earl Watson. You said Fred Hoiberg. I I can name Earl Watson. I didn't I didn't like what he did with Phoenix. So um, I'm I'm easily going the under on this one. Okay. All right. So now the Kings. Now the Kings, as always, as ever ambitious Sacramento Kings, wanting to reach the playoffs. Their over under is at 34. So they got to go way over to get the playoffs. Noah. Over under thirty four. I think it. I think this one's tricky. I think over, but barely at thirty six. Yeah, I'm gonna bet over. I love Demarcus Cousins. I think this team is better now that they don't have Rajon Rondo. Especially if they can somehow trade for a really good, nice point guard, they could possibly contend for a playoff spot. And crazily enough, we all make fun of the Kings. They weren't terrible last year. Like they weren't. I think they were the 10th best team in the Western Conference. Like, that's not something to mock them for. That's not something to poke fun at. Like, that's just, they're a legit team. They were behind Utah. Sure, there was a big drop-off. It was about seven games, but they won 33 last year. No locker room cancer. Way, way better coach in Dave Yeager. I think he got screwed out of Memphis, and he has something to prove. I'm betting the over. Yeah, I'm with you. Over, uh, this is just... This team seems like a team that's that's destined to win every year from 32 to 37 games. Like that just seems to be what they what they are. And as long as they have Demarcus Cousins there, and I like Jaeger, uh, so Jaeger and Cousins, I like that pairing. I'm going the over, and I feel I feel confident with that over actually, which is kind of surprising given how volatile the Kings are. Uh, all right, so two more teams now: the Clippers and the Warriors. So let's start with the Clippers. Now the Clippers over under theirs is theirs was very interesting to me because a lot of people kind of rode them off last year after uh, after everything that happened, but they were an injury or two away from maybe even beating the Warriors. Like it was almost they almost had for 24 hours or however many hours it was, they had a window where they could have gotten out of the West and gotten to the finals. I mean, with that whole Steph Curry injury and everything. There was a short window where they were that good, so yeah. I, I'm I'm going the over with the Clippers, and I don't think it's close at thirty at, or at fifty three and a half. Sorry, I 100% agree. They won fifty three last year with all those injuries. I think they realize their full potential now. I think San Antonio is going to have a bit of a drop off. They're not going to win sixty seven. I think Golden State's going to have a bit of a drop off and not win seventy three again. That's a hot take, I guess. And OKC, who finished above them last year, we both agree, will have a major drop-off, probably 8 to 10, 10 games. Who do those games go to? I mean, I'm, we talk, we add up all if those drop-offs, right? That's yeah. like 15 more wins that we can spread off the course. Clippers are bound to pick up at least two of those, right? Or you only need one to get the over-under. I agree. No exactly, brainer. yeah. Over, yeah. over 53. No-brainer. Don't even think about this one. Bet the over. Uh, the only thing that's stopping them is if, like, is if there's a major injury to one or or even but two that's of their like big every team right like every yeah, team right. can screw you over gambling if there's an injury right um so 
Number one, the Warriors. <laughs> now, the Warriors, is it strange that at, what is there, 66 and a half, is it strange that the under seems absolutely crazy? Because to me, it does. I, I'm not saying well, I'm not saying two ways to look at it. Wins, but yeah, like you were pleading the case on the Eastern Pod that Cleveland's not going to play as hard in the regular season, and they might rest. And many would argue Golden State could do the same, especially what happened last year. They go out and put together the most impressive regular season in NBA history, only to come short in the playoffs. And many would blame that on injury and. Lack of stamina. I, for one, don't. I think Cleveland absolutely won that series. So if you're one of those guys who thinks it's because Curry was hurt, whatever. I'm not going to say you're a moron, but I think I'm right and you're wrong in situation. <laughs> um, look, this team, like it or not, especially Steph Curry, bit injury prone. That's probably their biggest weakness, <laughs> bit injury prone. So I don't think it's absolutely insane to say they don't win 67 games. Like, they win 66 games. They'll probably easily get the one seed in the Western Conference. And I don't know why they would want to even go out and try and win 74 games and beat their own record. That Like, that sounds stupid to me almost. It does sound stupid, but hear, hear me out on why they can break 73 while resting. What? While resting? While resting. Think about it this way. All you have to do is, okay, you can rest Steph Curry... Uh, okay, look at their four. They have four of like the top twelve players in the NBA. So you have, you ha- you can rest Curry and Clay. You still have Kevin Durant and Draymond Green, and you're telling me that that can't win on most nights. Or you rest Clay and Draymond. You have Curry and Durant. You're telling me on most nights that's not a W. You can rest, and not to mention if they just rest one, if they rest Clay or Curry or Durant, one of those guys, they still have the three others. You're telling me that they can't win any game in the regular season? Stop it. I, That's, but they we're, can we're easily. Forgetting, like what used to be like impressive in the NBA. 67 regular season wins, to put that in perspective, was the most the Spurs ever won in a single season. So, like, if you're betting the under, you're, you're still betting on them having a terrific regular season. Like, 73 has now become the norm. But even those 90s Chicago Bulls teams tailed off a little bit and didn't win that many games. Well, they got 70, I believe, the year after, right? Or or was it the year before the 72? One year they got 70. absolutely. I just, I'm with you that it's tough because, like, if it was 70, I'd bet the under, but I could totally see this team winning 67, 68 games. It's 66 and a half, right? Yeah. I'm going to bet the over. So you think 66. I'm sorry, oh, okay. I, I'm going to bet the over because I, I don't see how this team doesn't win like 68 games. Yeah. But I also don't see this team winning 70 games. So I think, unfortunately for me, I, I was like wishing that it was higher. I was wishing the over-under was 70 so I could have this nice long hot take how they won't win 70 games this year. But no, yeah. Vegas, you screw me over once again. I have to just reluctantly say over because I know I'm an idiot if I say this team is 8 games worse than they were last year. <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying that they win uh oh I, I'm not saying that they win they break their record. But I am saying that I, I think I think I'm penciling them in for seventy. I really do. I just think with what they have and not to mention they basically nuked the Oklahoma City Thunder essentially. So that's one less team that you have to get up for every uh in the regular season. You say uh, that 
but Russell Westbrook is going to get his team up for that game. Like they're they're he's going to get he's going to get them You'll up. See, but they play them. I think they play them very early in the regular season. It's going to be one to watch. Absolutely. Um, I Absolutely. I don't think they can just count off the Thunder in the regular season like that. I mean, yeah, the Thunder are going to bring energy, but at that. At the same time, I mean, really, energy can only get you so much. I mean, they're just going to have – they're just going to be like, all right, Westbrook, keep up with Steph, Clay, Durant, and Draymond. Thursday, November 3rd, baby, national television, mark it on your calendar, Warriors, Thunder, right off the bat to get things going. All right. All right, well – We'll we'll end it there. So that is our over under for the Western Conference. Noah, thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, go ahead and plug plug all your content in case they somehow miss the Eastern Conference. Absolutely. Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Noah Lofman N O H L O F M A N. Check me out on my Podbean channel. Search Noah Lofman there. Uh, once again, follow me on Twitter though. That's going to be the key place to get everything from me. And as you will see on my Twitter account, I'm the co-founder of PalaceofPistons.com. So give them a follow at PalaceofPistons and check out our website, PalaceofPistons.com. Chris, it was an absolute pleasure to join you on these two podcasts. Uh, we should probably write down our decisions and see how we do, you know, come April. See how many we got correct. And then next year, yeah. we can advertise our success and make more people listen and if we get everything wrong, we can pretend this never happened. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. I was preparing I was preparing for the other choice, which is that everything goes wrong and we get a bunch of people that the, tweet at us that the they Nuggets lost a bunch of money. Games, well, actually, no, we've been on the Nuggets. <laughs> yeah. When the Chicago Bulls win 45 games, don't come crying to us. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, that's a good one, yeah. All right, so thank you, Noah, for coming on the podcast. As always, this is Chris Platty Presents Hip Hop and Basketball. Stay tuned. I'm coming up with a name for the NBA series itself. Uh, you can find all my content on my Twitter and Snapchat. That's where I do all my promoting. And my Twitter and Snapchat handle is at Crispy1132. That's C-H-R-I-S-P-Y-1132. Uh, there you can find everything you need to know. Uh, both my Podbean and my iTunes account, which have both, or which have all of my podcasts rather, and so both hip hop and basketball. So you can check all my content there, and use uh, Snapchat will give you sneak peeks and previews of what's upcoming for podcasts, and as well as Twitter will also. So thank you, Noah, for c- coming on, and uh, hope to have you back soon. And it was fun gambling with you. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be back soon. All right. Take care, Noah.
raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.